Welcome, everybody, to the Cut Life Podcast. It's your host, Tahira Joy, and I am always and forever in the building with Big Med, our producer, who who says hi in the background, and he's always staying on me about making sure this show flows as it should. Um, Today, we have... I'll call this person someone that I've stalked on Instagram (laughs) for (laughs) quite some time. And once we rebooted the podcast, I was like, we have to have her on. It's the, I have to say legendary Stacy Cuts is on the line. Hi, Stacy. Hi, how are you? I'm well, and yourself? Doing good. Good, good. And so... Every time I prepare for an interview um, with the podcast, I'm always doing research, you know, stalking the gram, Googling people. And I went on your IMDB. And Uh when I say I started scrolling and scrolling Uh (laughs) and scrolling and scrolling, your resume is insane. And yeah, I know. I can't even keep up with it. I just had to update it because they miss a lot of stuff. But it's hard when you have so much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That's what we call a cute little humble brag. Like there's so much stuff, you know, we got to update it. But no, it's amazing. I mean, just to talk about, I mean, obviously the current stuff like Blackish, um, Scandal, The Four, which I actually love that show. I was so tuned into The Four. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> I was too. And I, I usually don't watch half the stuff stuff I work on but I was kind of stuck on that show yeah it was like a cool take on a competition show I really loved that um but then as I'm scrolling I'm like wait a minute she worked on all of the house party movies bad boy like I go I go way back you go way back I mean legendary Eddie Murphy movies and even you know thinking about hair and the skills that you have it just goes beyond just being a barber, but you're really crafting looks for these characters. And when I'm I so saw glad it, you understand that. <laughs> I try, you know, I respect the art of it. And just looking at, just thinking about um, when I saw Norbit, the first thing I thought of was the hair in that movie mm-hmm. and how he looks like a completely different character in the skill that it had to take because he didn't have the mustache. He had like what we call the TWA, the teeny weeny Afro going on <laughs> curls in it. I was like, okay, this is something, yeah. this is crazy. So I'm excited. Cause I'm like, where do we begin? But I guess we can start from the beginning and tell us Stacy, if you can go back, how did all of this start for you? Um, I, I actually did not pursue this career. So I guess like people say, I answered my calling, but I started, I picked up Clippers when I was like nine years old and it was, you know, I'm 48. And so that was like the birth of hip hop, you know, the whole break dancing, you know, crazy haircuts, lines and all of that. And my mother used to take my brothers to get their haircut and they never would get what they wanted. And my mother would end up just cutting it off, you know, just give them, give them a low cut. And I was like, I could do that. Like, I could play around in their heads. And if it's not good, just cut it all off. And so I start, like, messing with their heads. And I was actually good, you know, at the time. And I started doing, like, all their friends. And it kind of just snowballed into I had a little clientele going for myself. I just did an interview recently, and they asked me the same question. And it's funny because I, I, I always forget this. My brother 
by the time he messed up all week, his allowance was about $3 at the end of the week. And I used to charge him $2 for a haircut. <laughs> you were <laughs> so like, I'm getting all this money. Look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to leave you with a dollar, but you're going to pay two for this haircut. You know, so it kind of took off from there. And, you know, by the time we were like in high school, you know, your hair was like significant. It was a significant part of our culture, which it always has been. But just the barbering and the high tops and the, you know, dyeing your hair and putting lines in your hair. And so all his friends at school wanted haircuts. And it really started taking off when one of his friends was a, uh, their parents was a writer for Ebony. And they were doing a story on haircuts from coast to coast. And they said, hey, would your sister do this interview? And so I did it. And they mentioned my father, who at the time was uh, the senior vice president of Warner Brothers. He took Benny Medina's spot. Wow. Yeah, when Benny left uh, Warner Brothers. And so they mentioned him. And all of a sudden, my father was getting all these phone calls to his office. They were looking for his daughter to cut hair. And he was like, what? You know, <laughs> so it took off. And that was like, you know, house party, you know, uh, Guy and Teddy Riley, you know, when Mike Tyson was hot, like all that era. You know what I mean? And so I like started getting all these celebrity clients and traveling and doing all this stuff. And I kind of ditched uh, college because I was making money. And when you're young, you're like, ooh, money, you know. And right, right. Started making money. And. I never went back to school (laughs) and it just turned into this. (laughs) Well, listen, you know what? It's like when you have, like you said, a certain calling on your life and God is just leading the way and things are happening the way that it's happened for you. You have to follow it like you have to. And I, you know, we never obviously, you know, shun education and college and all that. But half the time we major in things that we never practice in real life. Never it's practice, just about right. the experience. And you had the hands-on right. experience. So life is like the best teacher of them all. Yeah, So speaking definitely. of playing around, so it's funny how you said you played around in your brother's hair and how that playing around led into a career. And even with... Um, you having that background, especially with um, a lot of the movies, classic movies from like the early 90s. And then recently I saw a picture on Instagram of Anthony Anderson and you were taking him back to the 90s with his. Class. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that had to be fun doing... to kind of reminisce in that sense. Yeah, we were doing a lot of flashbacks on the show, which hasn't been aired yet, but I'm excited to, you know, to see it. It was fun to do. That's and I have awesome. to build that hair because he doesn't have that hair. So I have to, like, recreate that hair. I have to make it from scratch. So you know, don't tell us all it. of your secrets, but how does that <laughs> process work, like, with building um, the hair and everything? or And not even building the hair. Put it like this. So when you are working on a character and you have to do something like take them back in time, but what they have currently might not reflect what that look you know, is from the early 90s. How do you start working on that? Is it something that you're working with the production team and they're kind of telling you or based on the scripts, like what the look is? Or are you coming up with that look in your mind and working with the actor? What is your process? Well, it's all, you know, all of those things that you mentioned are involved. Um, Of course, I have my vision of what I think it should be, but there's a whole bunch of checks and balances. The actor has to be comfortable. The producer and the director, they when they are doing a production, they have 
a vision. So my job really is not to create and just be free and do what I please. I have to make their vision come to life. So it's a really a meeting of the minds. You know what I mean? Right. A collaborative um, I worked, effort. Yeah, absolutely. I, I worked on um, uh, Dream Girls, you know, and it was a whole tedious thing of how his hair should look. You know, and this new film, uh, Wrinkle in Time, I worked with um, Kim Kimball, and there was a scene where these kids were, like, bouncing balls, and they all had these kind of, like, flipped-up little looks. And you see that look on, uh, like, Caucasian little young boys with the little flip in the front, but us as African-Americans, we don't usually wear that hair. And she was like, I want to achieve that look but on a black person. And so I said, well, what about this? And she didn't exactly see what I saw because it's in my mind. So I said, here, let me give you a mock-up. And I did it on the spot. And she was like, I love it. And I was like, it's going to look better than this. This is just, you know, really quick to show you. And then we did a test and then we presented it to uh, Ava, who's the director on Wrinkle in Time. And she was like, this is incredible. I love it. And so we, we agreed and we came up on a look, you know, so it's, it's a collaborative, a collaborative effort. And I'm glad you understand it because a lot of people who are just, and not to downplay any, anybody, but just barbershop barbers, they don't understand. Sometimes they'll see my work like that. Let's go back to the Anthony Anderson thing. There were so many people on my Instagram that were like, this is terrible. Oh, he looks terrible in that haircut. That haircut is dated. Why does it look like this? Why is it? I'm creating a character. Right. He's exactly. a character. He's not an everyday guy on the street, you know? Same thing with, like, Will Smith um, in his last movie, Bright. He was a cop. He had a thick, ugly cop mustache with a high, ugly fade, you know? So people were like, oh, the fade is terrible. It wasn't meant to look like average Joe. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right, exactly. So, I'm, I really appreciate you understanding, like, creating a character. And people don't realize when they watch a film, this is what makes everything believable. And they're subtle things. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we watched Malcolm X, we weren't looking at uh, Denzel Washington. You know what I mean? Like, you really felt like you were watching Mal it was Malcolm on exactly. the screen. It, the it Sandy subtlety. Brown hair, like yeah, everything. A, yeah. And you know people normal people wouldn't notice it until it's not right. If we did a movie in the seventies and it was all cheap wigs and then they all look like wigs, we'd be like, Oh, the hair was terrible and hair wasn't like that back then. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really a job, you know. Right, and, and they definitely the have to problem. put it into context because I'm sure that, um, like you said, barbers that work in the barbershop environment every day, a lot of times, well, really the majority of the time, they're working as an individual and they're only answering to their client. But they're not mm -hmm. answering to a team of people that are creating this vision or this visual that has to not only look the part, but it's a part of the character to draw people in emotionally and make me believe right. that it's you. Right. And you talk about Malcolm X or even Jamie Foxx and Ray. Like, you couldn't tell yes. me that wasn't Ray Charles. Yes. But yep. the hair, the haircut was something that was signature Ray Charles that had to be achieved. So it makes right. perfect sense. And it, and, it, and it helps the actors to create the character. You know what I mean? If he feels like the character, if he looks like the character... You know, then they can 
make that character come to life. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like uh, in Dreamgirls, Eddie, when he had the little like pompadour, that was a wig that I did. Like it, it brought him to life, you know, just like everything is hair, makeup, wardrobe. When he did Nutty Professor, you know, the fat suit, the makeup, the prosthetics, the hair, all of a sudden he became Professor Clump, like right in front of my eyes. You know what I mean? Now let's talk about that because Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence are my two favorite comedians of all time. Like I absolutely love both of them. And I love the fact that, they just do everything, character acting, stand-up comedians, and they're not afraid to push it. So you have worked with Mr. Murphy on mm-hmm. countless films. Tell, or do you have any like funniest moments with him on set? I'm sure he probably kept you laughing most of the time. but Yeah, we stay laughing. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any moments that stood out or anything like as far as... Because I'm sure, like you said, with the hair with Dream Girls, Jimmy Early, that was a character right there. And yeah, right. And he feel like that transformation as soon as that hair was complete? Like, yeah, I look like Jimmy Early right now. I mean, it's it's like almost amazing. And like improv, you know, Eddie is like the improv king. And I swear, once the makeup, you know, and the wardrobe and we put that hair on him, it's like he instantly in the chair turns into that character. And he's like talking to you in that character but you know with eddie it's just it's weird you know what i mean and he'll be fooling around and making jokes and you're like wait a minute this is eddie you know it's crazy exactly uh even mr church i don't know if you saw mr church but i and every time it's a challenge because with black hair in this industry there's not many people to look up to or to show you the way. So a lot of times I'm envisioning this stuff in my mind and going home and figuring it, figuring out how to do it. Like I had to recreate, it's on my Instagram, it's way down the line, but I had to recreate the character from uh, Roots, mm-hmm. the new Roots that had came out. And the guy had shaved his hair off and they needed his hair back on his head and naughty and it had to match what they already shot. Wow. And so I had, to, I had to figure out how to make these knots and how to make it realistic. And I literally spent hours hand rolling these knots and for the job, placing them strategically on his head and building his hairline every day. And it started off as an eight-hour process. And then I got an assistant. We turned it into four hours. And by the end of the shoot, it was taking us three hours a day just to do his hair. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's all a process. Mr. Church, I had to age him. His hair had to look like it was receding. It had to be gray. It had to be thin, you know. So he went through all these stages in the movie, you know. And I, I'm just grateful that, like, these directors and producers, my name now is, Oh, go to Stacy. She can get it done. And sometimes it's something I've never done before. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no I've problem. got it, but I've got to figure yeah. it out. What were some <laughs> of those moments where out. someone contacted you and you were like, okay, I need to call on all the powers that be on this one <laughs> to figure it um, out? That Roots project? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was challenging. It was really challenging. But I figured it out, and a lot of it was happy accident. I did a test on my own. You know, I got a client. I said, do you mind doing this? I put the knots on his head. I said, okay, this looks pretty good. Now I know at least what method I'm going to use, but now I have to make it look real. And when I washed it out of his head, I had clogged my sink up because I didn't want you know, the knots to go down the sink and right. clog up the drain. So when I was done, I scoop them out the sink and I just put them on a paper towel to the side. And the next day 
they looked real because the water had made them kind of fray and spread. And I said, this is my method. I make the knots. I spread them out. I wet them down with a, you know, spray bottle. Let them fray the way our hair would, you know. Even for women, if we go out in the rain, it's gonna, oh, you it's know, gonna puff saying? up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they puffed up perfectly. And I said, all I need to do now is make different sizes because when you roll your hair up, it's not, you know, it's not all the same exact size or pattern. And so I did it. And uh, my friend Conrad, who does hair, he does uh, fox a lot. I said, hey, I'm gonna need you to help me with this job. And I said, and in preparation. I need knots. I need Ziploc bags full of knots because wow. I knew I had to do this every day and there was no time to do it. And so we literally spread out on my living room floor and we're rolling up knots. So our fingers were raw. My kids were helping me roll up knots. <laughs> See, and this is what I love about just these conversations because people don't understand the work that goes behind it. A lot of times, especially with social media, they see the highlight reel. They see mm -hmm. the celebrity client sitting in the chair and they're thinking, oh, Stacey's out here, you know, just being glamorous all day. Mm -hmm. And they don't know that you were sitting there, you know, Indian style rolling, you know, right. hundreds of <laughs> knots, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the and, fact that you had to come up with this technique. Yeah, and a lot of times it's not just hair. Like, I don't just do hair. Like, I'm right now I'm reading two scripts. They're not the final scripts, so I'll be reading the final scripts again. And there's a way that we have to break them down because everything has to match and it has to be continuity. And, you know, we have to make sure our department heads know what direction we're going and the supplies we need. And, you know, it's a lot of paperwork and other stuff outside of actually performing, you know, the look. Right. You know, so it's it's more than just hair this business is like it takes a minute to like understand how everything works and how everything revolves you know a lot of times i might get to work and they've only allotted me 30 minutes to do anthony cut color style which anybody knows that's a limited amount of time yeah i'm that's like cut color and style 30 minutes and, oh that's, Lord. <laughs> and that's provided that's provided that he comes to work on time you know what i'm saying what, a lot right. of times I'm, <laughs> It was just last week. We just shot our last episode. They scheduled, for example, Anthony was 6.30. Marcus, and I had to color him that day as well. Marcus was at 7. Uh, um, Miles was at 7.15. And I had another one at 7.30. Wow. So I had to do 15-minute haircuts. And this is not like I had just cut them two days ago. We're coming off of a hiatus. You know, and that's it. And if, if I'm not on time, it's a trickle effect. They're not in the makeup chair on time. They're not in their wardrobe on time. They're not at rehearsal on time, and they haven't started shooting on time. So at the end of the day, all that, you know, pushback ends up piling up on the end could turn into an hour, two hours behind. Wow. Sounds like nothing. Well, it is when you're paying 500 Absolutely. people <laughs> two hours overtime. You know what I mean? And it always falls on hair and makeup, no matter what. <laughs> and let it not be a situation where you're shooting outside and you have to worry about daylight. <laughs> and that oh, yeah. timing, you know. That, you're running that, out of time. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it gets, it gets intense. But mm -hmm. being that something you said earlier really struck a chord with me. You said that... Um, because you are at the forefront of this, there aren't a lot of people for you to look to that have done, you know, certain things or certain techniques before, and you're having to create these. Um, 
what are some what's some advice that you would give to hairstylists or barbers or just creatives in general who want to get into this side of the business that you're currently in because you are not just surviving you are thriving in this business and working on you know top tier projects so what advice would you give for those listening that are like you know what I want I want to be Stacy Cuts and they're looking at you as the inspiration uh, my advice is never limit yourself you know what I mean because so, if I limited myself to what was available to me as far as learning and experience I would be just there you know what I mean? But I stepped, I, I stepped out of my comfort zone. So that's the other piece of advice. Leave your comfort zone. That's the only way that you're going to, you know, explore and find your creativity. You can't be creative if you're just doing the same thing that you're comfortable with. So, and I always do it. I step out of my comfort zone and I realize I can do something else. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, I'm an artist all the way around. I never knew I could paint until one day I said, you know what, I'm going to try to do a painting. And I, paid, I painted something incredible, but I, still, I, I stepped out of my comfort zone. I had never painted before. So if I didn't, I was like, oh, I, I don't paint. I don't know anything about painting, and I don't know how to do it properly, and, and I never tried it. I would never find that creative side of me. You know what I mean? So step out of your comfort zone. And never never limit yourself. That's my advice. I love that. And <laughs> so a lot of times, like you said, when you're working with celebrities for a particular movie or show, a lot of times the general public may or may not know they're filming something and they may have to grow out their hair or do something different that's not traditionally how they look because they are in production. For instance... Yeah, and they're like, oh, they fell off. Right. For instance... crazy. (laughs) And it's happened a few times recently. Like, I remember um, with Michael B. Jordan... He's usually he usually has a very classic low cut, but right. his hair started growing out and he had like the twist at the top. And people were like, what is is he going through a phase like what's happening? <laughs> and a lot of people didn't realize he was in the midst of Black Panther. So he's having. Yeah, to- that was that was uh, uh, Fox with the last. Uh, what was the movie he did? The slave uh, film. Jamie Django. Oh, yes. Django. Yes. Oh, man. His hair in there. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, he was walking around looking crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. That's that's yeah. too funny. And, and you know, a lot of times the general public, they do assume that a movie's being filmed. But it's like when you uh, mix in these gossip blogs, they like to take images and make it seem like something else just because they want those views but that's that's yeah always and people believe that stuff it cracks me up (laughs) yeah it's so interesting so do you ever have those moments where clients are like okay Stacey (laughs) I know I'm growing Mm -hmm. my hair out for this role or I know I'm wearing this look that people don't really recognize me for like what are some ways that we can kind of make this work (laughs) while I'm in the public or is it just you know what let me throw on a hat when I need to and keep it moving do you ever have those moments where the where the client is like okay so what are we going to do because this is not how I like to look normally but I understand it's for the role yeah, um, I think it's harder for me than them. You know, I'm like, oh man, I just want to, you know, clean you up and make you look right. But most actors, pretty much most of them, you know, become like method actors. So 
they go all the way. Like if they're gonna play a part, they go all the way in it, and they they're that character in their soul all day long. You know what I mean? Right. So, like the hair, they're like whatever, you know. But people, I think I catch more slack for it. Oh, I saw Jamie. He looked crazy. Or I saw, you know. What I mean? <laughs> and you're like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Not for real. <laughs> so my producer, Big Med, um, he had a question. He asked about clients falling asleep in your chair does that ever happen especially with these early call times where they're just knocked out while you're trying to work <laughs> anthony's always sleep <laughs> he's tired he's working oh my gosh so much i feel for him yeah completely sleep i'm bobbing and weaving with his head always <laughs> but you know they trust me that much that it's like okay i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna catch a nap because I know I'm taken care of. Right. You know what I mean? She's not going <laughs> to nick me today. We're good. <laughs> I yep. love that. And what is um a typical day like for you when you're working, for instance, because I know you do um, obviously film and television. So mm-hmm. what are some maybe similarities or even differences when you're working on those types of projects between like TV and film? Well, I've pretty much like made my own little unwritten you know, understanding in the business because I'm so all over the place. I don't really sit on set anymore, you know, uh, watching the set, watching hair, watching paint dry. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm no good at that. I always have, like, so many different, you know, calls and things that I have to fulfill and I'm all over the place. But people are cool, like, if they get their cut and they're taken care of, you know, I'm gone. But there are times when I'm doing hair or dealing with hair that – has the necessity for me to stay, especially if it's like a wig or, you know what I'm saying, the hair moves or something like that. But a typical day for me is crazy. And I'm saying all included, like kids, personal life, set hopping, you know, uh, private, maybe celebrity clients. I need how I have to do house calls. and I'm all over the place. When I sit down, finally, you know, at night after my kids go to school, then it's, I mean, go to bed, then it's like, okay. What did I miss? Like I told you earlier, I sit down and literally have to sift through text messages, emails. You know, sometimes I miss jobs because I don't have time to just be looking at my phone all the time. I don't have time to post all the time. I post as much as I can, but there's so much stuff that I don't post because I just don't have time to be fumbling around with social media. You know what I mean? Right. Is it hard finding um, reliable assistance? Because I hear that from most industries. It's like good work can be hard to find sometimes. Or trusting people to bring them into this world because the entertainment industry is not like a lot of other industries and the celebrities, especially that you work with have these close relationships with you and these comfort levels with you where they can sleep in the chair, but then bringing in an an assistant sometimes I know that dynamic, you have to kind of test it out (laughs) to see. Yeah. And for them to be comfortable. Right. Yeah. I pretty much have a, a pretty tight team and most my very close uh, clients, they understand the demand and they're comfortable as long as I make sure they're taken care of and they're comfortable with the people that I use. Um, Conrad Hilton, I use him all the time. Uh, Pierce Austin, he does primarily Will because Will travels a lot now and I can't really leave here because I have so many, you know, obligations to shows and stuff like that. So I do Will mostly on his downtime or stuff that he's doing in town, you know, so when I can, we just basically keep it, keep them at home so that they don't have to go outside of us. And we try to make our service 
seamless. You know what I mean? The bottom line is they want to look the way they want to look, and as long as it gets achieved, they're okay. You know what I mean? And most of my clients, they're long, long relationships. You know, I've been with Anthony since he um, came out of uh, uh, college. You know, so that's like a 20-year relationship. Wow. You know, I've I've been with Will since uh, Fresh Prince. You know, I worked with Martin since, you know, the Martin show. I've been with Eddie since I was like 22, I think, or something like that. So they understand, and they have kids, too, so they understand, like, you're juggling. You're making it happen. Like, you, you your presence with your family, you know, you, you just have to make time to make everything happen. But I make sure they're comfortable with the people that I use. And I've noticed that my circle is getting a little bigger. Like I've had to reach out to other people and kind of, you know, make them hone into how it works over here and teach them the ropes, you know, to make sure that my client is comfortable with everything, not just the service, but their persona and their personality and their energy and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. That's a major blessing, though, the fact that you are able to now expand on your knowledge with other people and um, teach, you know, other people how this game goes. Because as I introduced you, you are a legend. Like, you are a legend. You work with legends. And your passion, even through this interview, shines through in just your knowledge of the industry, your creativity, and the constant pushing of yourself. That's why you're, like, one of my favorite Instagrams to follow. Because when you do post, you post, like, really great content. And it just shows like the the passion in your work really shows and shines through and it's so funny because while I'm listening to you talk and you're like yeah Will you know Will we're cool like that's you know the homie Will <laughs> I'm like for those listening you know it's Will Smith that she's talking about like everyone's new oh, famous Instagram <laughs> account he just got on and had like 10 million followers in two weeks <laughs> and killing it so she's like casually like yeah you know Will you know I've been cutting some Martin you know Anthony you know like they're just you know my, my my peeps. <laughs> no, but I love it, really, it. It really, after a while, I mean, you still maintain the, you know, client relationship, but it's really like family. Yes. To be honest yes. with you, we, we watched each other. None of us had kids back in the day. You know what I mean? And now we all have kids and we're, we can share familiar stories. It's, it's like extended family you know absolutely and I don't think you can get more personal than someone that has their hands on your head for hours right it's you know? a really intimate space right <laughs> exactly well Stacy Cuts you know we are super fans of yours here at the Cut Life and we will continue following your greatness I feel like you could have like some type of book or something because you don't really I have a see... book coming out oh <laughs> yes so you're going to come back on the podcast and talk to us about this book right yeah, can you give us any insight on what it's going to be we're gonna we're gonna save it because it's not what anyone would expect they would think oh stacy's gonna write a book let's learn about her journey or let's learn some instructional thing about something or something about the industry or maybe you know she'll give away some uh cinema secrets or tell some um you know private stories of you know reveal something and it's like it has nothing to do with that you know what i'm saying so it'll be interesting when it comes out i definitely want to talk about it because you would never guess what this book is about well, <laughs> i'm intrigued because when you started the interview talking about your father 
replace Benny Medina at Warner Brothers. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> like, she just dropped yeah. a gym right there. Like, what's going on here? I had no clue. So, yeah, I'm yeah. excited to um, hear what that's about. Um, anytime you want to come back on the podcast, you're more than welcome. And we'll continue to support in any way. We'll have to do some more collaborative things. And you're based in L.A., right? So Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in L.A. I'm in Atlanta, but hopefully when I get out to L.A., I visit there often. We'll have to link in. Maybe I'll have to just bring you lunch because I feel like saying let's meet for lunch <laughs> might be a challenge. But I'll say, Stacy, where do you like hour? to eat? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring it to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Cut Life podcast. Again, this is your host, Tahira Joy. You can follow us on IG at The Cut Life. You can also follow me, Tahira Joy, at T-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-Y. Follow my homie, producer, right hand, everything, Big Med, B-I-G-M-E-D on Instagram as well. And just go to SoundCloud, iTunes, livethecutlife.com. You can listen to all of the episodes. Trust me, your favorite celebrity style are on there so check us out now